the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning. Happy Saturday. It's good to be with you here on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. News Talk 710-KNUS. After quite a whirlwind of radio, did a lot of guest hosting during the week this week, and it's always great to do. But, of course, I miss these Saturday mornings as early as they are and glad to be with you today once again for another program where there's just so much to talk about. We've got a couple of great guests coming on, including Paul Lundin, the Republican leader in the state Senate. At this point in time, we'll dive into what's happening in the state legislature so far as the the legislative session gets underway for 2023, it's already a disaster in the making. He'll be coming on at in in the eight o'clock hour, just after eight o'clock here on the program. We will also be joined by Lieutenant Stephen Rogers. I've interviewed him several times on various topics, including police issues. He is a former detective lieutenant in New Jersey. He's going to come on and offer unique insights on, gosh, the body cam footage of the death leading to the death, the incident that led to the death three days later of Tyree Nichols who quite frankly i don't i don't understand why they pulled him out of the car right away what went on there for for what i think careless driving and the aggression that was shown by the several police officers who were there beating on him and i mean you know it, it's up to a jury to decide whether or not they are guilty of second-degree murder. But all of us as human beings can render a judgment, render our own verdict that this is unacceptable and that it's horrifying to watch on video. And we will dive in during the next hour of the program in depth into this issue. And we'll talk with Lieutenant Stephen Rogers. We'll get your thoughts as well. I've got some sound. We'll break it down. What happened and get some great insights coming up in the next hour. Of course, our telephone number 303-696-1971 is how you can join in to the conversation. That way you can also text into the show on the 710 KNUS app on your smartphone. Of course, there are a couple of ways to connect with me on social media as well, at Sang Center. That's saying with an E, not an A, Center on Twitter is my Twitter handle. And then on Facebook, facebook.com slash Jimmy Sangenberger Pro, or search Jimmy Sangenberger Media Personality on 
Facebook, and you'll get me that way. And a couple ways to email yours truly directly. One, 710knus.com. Go to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show page. You can also log on to my website and go to the contact page there at jimmysangenberger.com. Keep in mind, there's no A, I, or U in Sangenberger. It's all E's all the time. Once you know that, Sangenberger is E-Z. So, variety of different ways to connect with the show. And, of course, again, our telephone number, 303-696-1971 is our telephone number. Before we dive into the hour, uh, this is an interesting uh, topic, it looks like, that Eric in Denver wants to get in on, and I'm happy to do so. I had a clip for what it looks like he wants to talk about, but I didn't provide it to Kelly for this morning. Eric, good morning. Good morning, Jimmy. What's on your mind, sir? Oh, my brother. You know, you always had Kim Buck on your radio station, you know, as a guest. We do. And I'm appalled and livid, young man, about him not wanting Elon Omar off a foreign affairs committee. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, you know, you tell me why. So what I saw in the video, and I had it in the clip, and maybe I'll ask Kelly if we can plug it in so folks can hear what he said on Thank Meet you. the Press Daily yesterday. But he said he doesn't want these tit-for-tats, that Schiff and Swalwell may be different because of the Intelligence Committee, but he's worried about the tit-for-tat and that this could be ongoing. Pelosi set a new precedent, something had never been done before, and that is she kicked off some members of Congress from committees. And now she right, did it. Jimmy, in, that's in, my in, point. In, and my so brother. what... What Ken Buck expressed concern about is the idea of getting into a tit-for-tat where then Republicans do it to Democrats, and the next time the Democrats will continue doing it, and it becomes accepted norm, and it never stops. And who knows who might get kicked off of what committees and when. Well, look at at Hakeem Jeffries. To me, Jimmy, one of the biggest racists in committee. And, you know, AOC... We're talking about Rashid Tlaib, Anna Presley. These people hate America, my brother. Yes. Ken Buck should not be excused for this. So, I can hardly wait to you know get what? him on your show. I yes, think sir. you have a, a very good point. I mean, I had been supportive of removing Ilhan Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee because of the kinds of things she specifically says vis-a-vis our ally Israel and so forth. Because the Foreign Affairs Committee is all about foreign affairs. However, playing devil's advocate here, Eric, I can understand the concern of a member of Congress who's looking out into the future. Look, Ken Buck's been around the uh, the U.S. House a long time now, and he can see how you can draw conclusions on left or right about the other side. And the Democrats could say, well, we don't want this Republican or that Republican on this committee because they are racist for this reason or that reason. And the next time they have control of the House of Representatives, they can go ahead and and do that and cast a vote and say we're going to remove this person from these committees or Pelosi could do it herself uh, you know or a future speaker like Hakeem Jeffrey so I can understand some of that institutional concern I mean can you entirely write that off or can you blame Ken Buck for not having that kind of an eye in towards the future as someone who knows how it works 
He's got a no, no. He's got a short memory. How they had just ridiculed my the great president Donald Trump. I will never forget. Oh, I don't think Ken Buck has forgotten that, Eric. I don't think Uh, Ken Buck's forgotten that. Well, he must have, Jimmy, because he's uh, declining. To kick her off of the foreign Well, know, wait many. a second. Wait a second, Eric, though. Those are not the same thing. Going after President Trump viciously is not the same I'm thing as what you decided to do in the House. Of, things, of what these Democrats sure. do. Well, I understand, country, Eric. I understand, and I appreciate the call, and I certainly agree that we cannot forget, and Ken Buck and Republicans in Congress cannot forget the destructive discourse that the Democrats have brought, the destructive aspects to politics that the Democrats have wrought upon us all and what they did against President Trump in so many ways. And I can guarantee you Ken Buck has not forgotten about that in any way, shape or form. However, that is not the same as deciding whether or not a colleague should be on a committee when you're considering the precedent that that can set. As I said, I am glad, I I talked about it multiple times this week, I am glad that Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell are off the Intel Committee because I think they're risky. And I think that Kevin McCarthy really looked at the logic here of whether or not these guys should be on that intel committee and whether or not they could have been a risk and made that decision, and he defended it very affirmatively. Ilhan Omar is different insofar as you have to go to a vote of the floor of the House in order for her to be removed. I did not realize this until a day or two ago, that Ilhan Omar had to has to be removed by a vote of the entire House of Representatives. It cannot simply be Speaker McCarthy... Who gets to make that call? Now, I understand, though, the nature of institutions. I understand the nature of how a a guy like Ken Buck might be concerned about going down the rabbit hole of a constant tit for tat. And, you know, it's one thing to see your colleagues as Republicans get tossed off and to be frustrated, but do you necessarily want to have... That person, another person tossed off of a committee at the whims of the other party? I mean, do you want to have the Democrats making determinations all the time? Oh, this person shouldn't be on the Department of Justice Committee. Jim Jordan shouldn't be on the just uh, the Judiciary Committee because of this reason or that reason. They could draw that sort of conclusion. Now, again, I do think that there's something distinct about Ilhan Omar and what she brings to the Intel Committee. Um, and I, or excuse me, not the Intel, to the Foreign Affairs Committee. And I think that it is reasonable for Republicans to say, you know what, you don't really belong on that committee because of Israel, our ally, and so forth. And I think that is legitimate. But I also think that Ken Buck has made an understandable point in terms of being concerned about a tit for tat. And we shouldn't just write that off for one reason or the other. We should engage and hear and consider whether or not he at least has a reasonable basis. You may disagree with his position, but you know what? Disagreeing 
with a Republican is pretty darn common in the Republican Party, isn't it? Isn't it? So it looks like we have some audio here of what Ken Buck said. Let's give it a listen. Thank you, Kelly Michaels, for finding that audio. So there you have it. Ken Buck saying, look, Nancy Pelosi changed things in the past. Republicans had made a decision. Steve King being prime example of somebody that Republicans removed from committees. But the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, finally went after Republicans for the first time ever in removing folks from committees, members of Congress, duly elected from committees. And his concern here is clearly the other side shouldn't be able to control whether Republicans are on these committees. And I worry that we're exacerbating this precedent with the tit for tat and it's just going to continue. And the Democrats can use, you know what bases they'll use to remove Republicans from committees? There'll be one issue that comes up of some comment they made 15 years ago, and the Democrats will say this person shouldn't be on that committee because of this thing that they said. You want to remove people from whatever committees oversee certain programs because they're critics? If you believe that you want to, let's say that there's a Republican who I would say rightly wants to eliminate the Federal Department of Education, and the Democrats say... Well, we don't think you should be on the Department of Education or the uh, Education Committee in the House because you don't support the existence of the Department of Education. So how can you oversee a department that you don't think should exist? Now, Republicans would counter and argue, well, actually, that shouldn't exist. And it's important to have critics of institutions overseeing those institutions that they believe shouldn't exist. Valuable point, I would say. Now, you might come back and say, well, Ilhan Omar is different. Well, maybe it is, because you have some specific things relative to the Foreign Affairs Committee and allies of the United States, namely Israel. But the precedent still gets pushed forward, and it's a risk Republicans take by doing so. And Ken Buck is concerned about that. Now, I think that's reasonable. I may disagree, you may disagree, but is that a bad thing? Think about how many Republicans you disagree with, but you hold your nose and you vote for them. Now, I don't think that, you know, say Eric is turning on Ken Buck, but expressing frustration with Ken Buck. But I think it's reasonable to engage and say, okay, what is it that this person believes and why? Why do they disagree with me? And at least say, okay, I think you're wrong, but I can respect the logic. And I think that there is understandable and respectable logic in what Ken Buck has said. But, of course, I hope he's pressed a little bit more on this issue and and talks about it. I know in the next uh, couple of weeks I'll be getting Ken back on my show, and I look forward to that conversation. Um, Alexa also reminding us, of course, about uh, affairs and concerns and uh, issues of financial shenanigans and so forth with Ilhan Omar and how sketchy some of that is. And yeah, that's legitimate. But I do have to say, George Santos is, I mean, he makes Donald Trump and Joe Biden both look honest. With the amount of lies that he has, okay, not quite. That might be a little bit of an exaggeration. But nothing about the guy is true. I watched an interview with an ex-boyfriend of George Santos 
who the things that he was saying were just like stunning. I, I love one of my favorite memes was after the uh, that uh, Dallas Cowboys game a few weeks ago where the kicker just <laughs> couldn't kick. Uh, and there was a meme that said uh, George Santos hired as next kicker for the Dallas Cowboys. And that was hysterical. I also saw memes. Uh, George Santos updated his LinkedIn saying he was elected Speaker of the House. <laughs> I mean, he is a huge liar. And nobody I mean, I, I predict that he may end up out of Congress by the end of this year, if not sooner, because of so many lies that he has told and but even more the financial malfeasance that they're starting to uncover and his local republican party in nassau county new york said you need to resign dude now mccarthy's concerned about having all the troops that he needs in the house to get his work done but democrats could theoretically use that as an explanation for this Text coming in before we go to the break. Want to respond to this one. Changing channel. Okay, that's your right. This tit-for-tat conversation is stupid. I think you are wrong, and I don't need to listen to this. Well, respectfully, Eric called in wanting to make a point about Ken Buck, and I explained Ken Buck's reasoning and why it's at least valid. Maybe a conversation that you don't want to have, but when a Colorado congressman, and keep in mind we only have three of them, goes on a major TV station and makes a comment like this, and then it gets talked about, and listeners call in and ask about it for an explanation, it's kind of worth exploring the explanation, is it not? We've got more from Ken Buck on Meet the Press. I have a clip as well of him talking about the conflicts that we often see within the Republican Party, especially now in the wake of yesterday's vote where Ronna McDaniel secured 111 votes at the Republican National Committee's meeting. I'm sure Randy will talk all about it tonight on his show. 51 votes for Harmeet Dillon and Mike Lindell getting just four votes in his bid for the chairman of the Republican National Committee. So Ronna McDaniel will be remaining in that position. We got to run to a break. You're listening to the Jimmy Sangenberger show on the other side. I don't know if you'll like my take on Paul Pelosi, but I think it's the most sensible and logical one. What really is going on there? I'm going to explain why the situation isn't so strange. The guy who attacked him is strange. 303-696-1971. Let's keep the conversation going. We're already off to the races. A News Talk 710 KNUS Denver's local talk leader. Coming back at the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, best damn bumper music known to man more than nine years running. Little Tab Benoit singing about some things that don't make no sense. And we're hearing a lot of chatter about how the attack on Paul Pelosi, former Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi's husband, then Speaker Pelosi's husband at their home in San Francisco, how that just doesn't make sense, especially in the wake of the odd-seeming and truly odd and disturbing and distressing body cam footage that was unveiled of the attack perpetrated by David DePap, DePap. 
on Paul Pelosi several months back. And the attack itself is is deeply disturbing. And what you have is the police coming up and having their exchange when they open the door and you have Paul Pelosi with what looks like a glass of water in his hand and his and his left hand and his right hand is being held by DePap, who also has a hammer in his hand. And, of course, you have Pelosi in a dress shirt. He's de-pantsed. And it has all the lookings of just, this doesn't make any sense. And here's a little snippet, and warning, this is disturbing audio. But here's a snippet of the body cam footage. 2620, right? No, 2640. Oh. Yeah, it literally says that. Please chatter. Hi. How you doing? How are you? What's going on, oh. man? Everything's good. That's the path. Everything's good. All right. All right. Drop the hammer. Um, nope. Hey, 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 hey. What is going on right now? And then he assaults Paul Pelosi with the hammer after being told to drop the hammer. And he says, um, nope. Now, yeah, that it, not only is it disturbing, but it is deeply strange to see the circumstance and it's like okay what's going on here why does it seem so oddly calm when clearly there was need for the police to be there and at least ostensibly right why the calmness what's going on so what was also released just yesterday was footage of DePap breaking into the Pelosi home using a hammer. And NBC Bay Area broke this down, and I I liked the way that they explained it as the footage was being shown, so I'm going to play what the anchor there, or the reporter, was saying as she broke down the happenings. Again, this is David DePap, using a hammer to break into the Pelosi household. Uh, let's pop it on your screen here. You're looking again at Capitol surveillance video from the Pelosi's San Francisco home. You saw DePap, the suspect there, kind of just stroll in, uh, appears to be calmly uh, strolling in, had a backpack on his back, placed it down. Then we see him kind of rummaging through his backpack here. He's doing this for approximately six minutes. He goes through his back. He looks over his shoulder several times. And then you see him go to the door there struggle with it and he is striking that glass door with that hammer we see him use his whole body there to try to shove it in debris coming in uh, towards the camera splattering and all around we see Crazy. him striking it over his head with full force getting it in there and then he goes into the pelosi's home again debris still flying at that camera using his shoulder there and gets in and here in just a moment you'll see him step within one foot and now he's in the home so i wanted to tell you that uh, he was striking that door for about 40 seconds and that whole video when he comes to the house and then he gets in that's for a total of six minutes now here's where things get even stranger this is a long clip but i'm going to play it in entirety it is the 911 call paul pelosi and david depap the intruder assailant calling into 911 
And I want you to listen closely to what is said. And notice that there's some background noise that I think is like a timing of it or something. But that's in the recording. But take a listen to this. Because it, it I think, helps provide some color to what went on. San Francisco, please, 74. 2022. Oh, I guess I, I, guess I, I told my mistake. What is it? It says San Francisco, please, do you need help? Oh, well, there's a gentleman uh, here just waiting for my wife to come back. Nancy Pelosi. Uh, he's just uh, waiting for her to come back because he's not going to be here for a day, so I guess we'll have to wait. Okay, do you need police, fire, or medical for anything? Uh, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Zero two twenty three and fifty eight seconds. Uh, there's, there's the uh, um, is the Capitol Police around? Two twenty. No, this they, is San Francisco. They're, they're usually here at the house protecting my wife. Uh, no, this is San Francisco Police. Friday, October. I, I, no, I understand. He's trying to drop hints. Um, 2022. Okay, well. Zero, uh, 24, and I don't know, what do you think? Seconds. Uh, he thinks everything's good. Uh, I've got a problem, but he thinks everything's good. <laughs> Zero, uh, okay. Call us back if you change your mind. No, no, no. This, this gentleman just uh, came into the house. Uh, and he wants to wait here for my wife to come home. Zero, two, and so, uh, four, and forty, eight. Anyway, he's do, you know, do you know who the person is? No, I don't know who he is. He, he, uh, uh, he has this, he's told me, he's, he's told me not to, uh, he's told me not to do anything. What is your address, sir? Uh, What is your name? Uh, my name is Paul Pelosi. Friday. Anyway, this, this gentleman says that uh, he thinks everything ought to, you know, he, he's telling me to put the phone down. He's telling me to put and the phone down. And do what he says. And do what he says. Okay? Hint, hint. Okay, who, okay, what's the gentleman's name? I don't know. What's that? My name's David. Da- the name is David. He gives the name right on the phone. Okay, and who is David? I, I don't know. I, what's that? I'm a friend of theirs. Yeah, I, I, um, he says he's a friend, but... As but, I said, you I, never, but you don't know who he is? No, it's no ma'am. Eight seconds. Okay. He's telling me I'm being very leading, so I, I got to stop talking to you, okay? Two, and okay. You sure? I can stay on the phone with you just to make sure everything's okay. No, he, well, he wants me to get that off the phone. Zero, two, twenty, okay. six. Okay. No, he zero, wants me to get the hell out of, off okay, the phone, bye. okay? If you listen to that, here's what's going on. It is a man whose home was just intruded upon. He's being attacked. He's an older man. Keep in mind, Pelosi's, they're they're in their 80s. And he's scared. You can hear fear in that voice. But he's also keeping his cool remarkably. And he's trying to tell the police, I have an intruder in my home I don't know who he is. He says he wants to wait here until my wife gets back. Keep in mind, that would be days until she would return from Washington, D.C. And so you have a guy in this David DePap who comes in, breaks in, 
And here's why that video is the way that it was, I think. This is my suspicion. David DePap has a screw loose. It's not the situation that is strange so much it is as it is David DePap who is strange. Let's put it this way. If you come in and you believe you can just stay in a house for days, basically squat in there until the Speaker of the House returns to her home with her husband, you might just say, you know what? Have a glass of water. You want a snack? Go have a snack. I don't care. I'm just going to keep you here. We're going to wait, but I'm going to let you have your water. I'm going to let you chill out. What have you? And it was at night that he came in. Who knows the situation in terms of how Pelosi dresses when he goes to bed and whatnot. Not something I want to think about, but could explain why he was dressed the way that he was. But here's how you know that David DePap seems to be insane. And that is because he called in to a television station, Fox KTVU, yesterday, I believe. Yeah, their their newsroom from San Francisco County Jail the same day that the video of the hammer attack footage was released. Let's play this snippet from the news station. I should have come better prepared. Who is in jail and calls into a TV station and says, you know what? I'm sorry. I should have been better prepared. When I went and broke into a home and attacked the husband of the Speaker of the House. Why the Pelosi's didn't want the footage released reportedly, I don't know. But I can tell you that based on all of these elements, to me, I don't think that any conspiracy theory flies regarding Paul Pelosi and this David DePap. You have to have that what is the the expression where uh you you just accept the uh oh goodness there's the something about disbelief kelly you know what expressions on my imagination (laughs) vivid imagination perhaps uh yes i mean a vivid imagination probably is a good way to put it um suspend the suspension suspend disbelief right maybe that suspension of disbelief something like that to watch the video of him intruding with a hammer. And and you could see the debris splattering around for him to be able to get in there with a hammer. The same hammer that he ends up attacking Paul Pelosi with. They call 911 together. And they're both, like, DePap is as cool as a cucumber. And Paul Pelosi is trying to express, look, I need help. Come here, please. My wife is the Speaker of the House. And he's here, and he's not supposed to be here, but I can't panic because then I'm not going to be allowed to call you guys. And then the body cam footage is released, so the guy calls the TV station. I I don't know how often it is that suspects who've been arrested for crimes that are caught on camera call in to a TV station, a radio station, a newspaper, and say, you know what, I want to tell you that I'm kind of proud of what I did, and the problem is I wasn't more prepared. I wasn't better prepared. The situation isn't strange. David DePap is strange. 
And that's my analysis. That's my breakdown. What do you think? Do you still believe that maybe there's something more that's going on here? Give me a call. 303-696-1971. That could be. Could be the case. Who knows? Willing suspension of disbelief. Thank you very much to the texter call or texting in on the 710 KNUS app that you can also communicate with yours truly on in addition to calling at 303-696-1971. Willing suspension of disbelief is the term. And I think that you probably have to be engaging in willing suspension of disbelief in order to think there's some sort of conspiracy going on here and that DePap and Pelosi had a history. I, I don't see that. Seems more like a, a deranged guy doing something that is terrible. And my heart, you know what? My heart really does go out to Paul Pelosi and to Nancy Pelosi on this story. I, it really does. I, I despise Nancy Pelosi with every fiber of my being. I'm glad she's no longer Speaker of the House. He may have to have gone through 15 rounds to become Speaker, but gosh darn it. Kevin McCarthy's a hell of a lot better than Nancy Pelosi. But that doesn't mean that I need to willingly suspend common decency. Because I don't like Pelosi. 303-696-1971. What do you make of my analysis? Keep it right here. It's the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. News Talk 710 KNUS Denver's local talk leader. Good morning. Wrapping up the first hour of the show. Karen Lovely with Twist of Fate as we continue. News Talk 710 KNUS. Good to be with you on the program as always. 303-696-1971, our telephone number, talking about the twist of fate that is the Paul Pelosi footage. We were just breaking it down in the last segment. This warning, this is disturbing. This was the footage of the body cam of the police officers coming up to Paul Pelosi's home, and David DePap answers the door. 2620, right? Yeah, 3640. Yeah, literally said that. Hi. How you doing? How are you? What's going on, man? Everything's good. Hi. Hi. Drop the hammer. Um, nope. Hey, 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 hey. What is going on right now? David DePap has a hammer in his hand and is grabbing onto the arm of Paul Pelosi. In the other hand, Paul Pelosi has what looks like a glass of water, and we played the footage uh, of him using a hammer, David DePap, to break into the Pelosi residence. The 911 call, and also DePap calling into KTVU's newsroom. That's a Fox TV station in San Francisco. And it all adds up to one thing to me the guy's insane. Junior, your analysis is spot on. My question is, why would the leftist press distort evidence that is favorable in telling the truth that doesn't conflict with their narrative? You know what? I don't understand how the media has handled this, but I can tell you the evidence is clear to me. The situation isn't strange. David DePap is strange. We'll pick up on other body cam footage. Tyree Nichols next. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.